0: Welcome back to 88.3 WXTS. After further review, yeah, listen to us every Saturdays, eleven to one, or if we have a tape show, you have it taped or live. Saturdays, eleven to one, at on-campus Toledos. Toledos, excuse me, on-campus on radio station at 88.3 WXUT If you missed the show, we got our podcast for you. They're on SoundCloud and on iTunes. They're just WXUT's After further review, with the picture of Frank Bastar in the horse's head. Frank is out this week recovering from the flu virus crazy wish giving him our best wishes but we got on the phone lines david the man of god harris and we're talking about the new proposed collect nfl collective bargaining agreement david your thoughts
1: well so with this new nfl cba there's been a lot of discussion about why it should be proposed and all the pros that the owners are putting out namely an additional football game and additional playoff team that will provide this incentive for, you know, having seven teams in each division, which would mean you would have a 17 game regular season. And then if you're one of those wildcard teams, you potentially have to play three games to, get to, to actually win the Super Bowl. So we're looking at 20 games, which for the owners, that's 20 games of revenue marketing, merchandising, TV rights, all the things that mean more money in their podcast. And so as I've been thinking about it over the week and hearing kind of perspectives about why the players should agree to this and, oh, you can have a little bit more leniency. They're giving some concessions like, hey, we'll look the other way. We won't have any ban for marijuana, which, come on, it's 2020. Let's get rid of that anyways. Other sports have been doing it, and it's fine. But for me, it seems as though everyone is just like, "Oh, what's you no? Know, what's another game? What's another two or three games? What's another? What's more physicality for the player?"
0: Well, also you got to understand too is that they're adding an extra team in the playoffs, so there'll be fourteen teams actually divided by two by both leagues. There'll be seven teams in each conference, and then the number one team gets the bye.
1: Yeah, so for me, I'm just. Like, I'm with the, some of the players who have come out locally and said that they're not going to agree to the TBA. Because I'm, and I'm looking at it kind of just as a fan and a diehard. I can understand the owners saying, hey, we want more money, we want more games, we don't care about kind of the players on the field. Because they're not on the field. They're not the ones breaking their bodies. I can understand why fans are like, yeah, more football. We want more football. It doesn't matter about these players, you know. They have all this extra millions of dollars, which is only like the top, 1% of 1% are those big multi-million dollar deals that we always talk about. And so obviously the fans aren't going to care about the players that are on the field because they're not out there breaking their bodies. It just seems that as more we talk about the players being beatenly really against a 17-game season because that's more pressure, more hits to their bodies, that's more damage that they have to take. And then on top of that in potentially an additional playoff game without the the financial incentive I know everyone's talking about well you get more revenue share but how many of the let's say 30 to 53 on the roster are going to get that going to get a boost in their earnings or is that revenue share going to keep going to those star players those star positions those marquee faces of the franchise? You I think if you want to have an effective CBA, you got know, to see something that not just benefits kind of the star quarterbacks, the star defensive and like the star skill positions, but it's got to be beneficial to the other, you know, all 53 guys on the roster. And then some, I and I don't know if having an additional game and additional playoff team, even if there is this additional revenue, I don't know if that's going to be beneficial to the players in the long run. Because it only benefits a certain few. So if I'm the player, then we heard some of the players, Richard Sherman, come up and and eh, he's not going to be willing to agree to this. JJ Watt recently said he's you know hard no. I'm fine I'm with the players. I'm going to need something better than we'll give you a little bit of money here and. There.
0: Well, it probably goes by what position you know. The offensive lineman, defensive lineman, you know, they're going to definitely tell you no. Quarterbacks, are they really going to tell you no? Are the, the, the safeties and DBs really going to tell you no? Maybe running backs would tell you no, especially if they're getting the rock a lot. But it, it probably would be a positional thing. Now, they're getting rid of a, a, a preseason game. So it'll be three preseason games and then an added regular season game. So technically, you're playing the same amount of games. It's just that one you get a one extra game that counts with two buys.
1: And mean, I think with, with regards to the preseason, most of us know that really it's only the third preseason game that really matters and even then the starters are in for maybe a half, maybe a little longer if your first team is struggling. But the, the preseason is essentially you get a chance for those kind of undrafted free agents, those diamonds in the rough that you want to either keep on a practice squad or who are fighting for, for a spot on the roster. So, I mean, taking away a playoff game is Is it really only essentially just taking away one of those opportunities for some of those kind of last key decisions to be made? Yeah. But for the same time, those are the guys that are on the fringes anyway, who may or may not be a part of that 53. But you never know. Each year is different. We always see kind of the preseason kind of stars stand out, and then they become a key contributing factor within the regular season.
0: Yeah, but the thing yeah, about it is, true. I guess, why are the players saying no to this when you're still playing the same amount of games? You're, you're playing... The, you're playing, Let's say, for instance, you don't make the playoffs. You're still playing the same amount of games. You're just taking one of the preseason game away and making it really a regular season, real game. Yeah,
1: but a week-17 week game... Like I can understand if you're going to miss the playoffs, then it doesn't matter, but a lot of the and we saw it last season, a lot of teams were out of playoff contention in particular division by like week eight or week nine
0: well now, now well now with the with the added playoff team coming in now you are probably not gonna have guys eliminated until later on in the season though 'cause there's gonna be a there's gonna be probably a year where maybe a six and ten seven and nine team will probably get into the playoffs with adding that extra team in there. Eight and eight, you know, eight and eight is a possibility of getting into the playoffs. But the fact of the matter right. is is that players are getting saying, well no, we don't want to do the extra game. But at the end of the day though, you're still playing the same amount of games. It's just that one of the games is gonna count for real.
1: I guess like my thing is and kind of they were showing like a, if this would have been implemented last season like, the Steelers would have been that seventeen if this new format that they're proposing would have mm-hmm. been in place. And we would have gone up against the Chiefs. Nobody wants to see that game. I'm a Steelers fan. Don't nobody want to see Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph out there getting the break. Granted, we played Kansas City tough, and, you know, we had some kind of ability in slowing that defense down, and we kind of looked decent against them. But still, no one wanted to see Chiefs Steelers in a playoff game. I think they're just throwing another team and like, oh, when like, and again, that team could be worthy, like in the NFC, where you have to have like 10 wins to get into the playoffs unless you're in the NFC East. So yeah, that, that gives them some sense. that was kind of a random year last year where everyone was good. I can see a situation where that 17 is someone that literally backed into the playoffs even worse. And then you're like, is this really a playoff team? Is this really someone that we really want to like watch that we really think is going to go far, or is it just more marketing, more revenue generated for those owners who are already multi billionaires? So, it's like, hey, we'll have one more game, one more you know paycheck in our pockets from the TV people. I well, think-
0: I mean, the the money's going to get dispersed, though. I mean, if if the players can get lifetime guaranteed lifetime insurance. And they say, well, you know, we'll add an extra game, which really you're not adding an extra game. You're just making one game count more, um, which probably could lead to more pay. Because think about it, in the preseason, I don't think they add preseason into the contracts. I mean, I think you get paid, but it's not like, you know, the preseason. You, you, you see what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you're still playing a lot of games. Now, I can understand if – um. So some people saying, "Well, in college football, they don't have preseason games." Well, no, they don't. But you do know. And I hate to say it, what? though the the owners the owners aren't going to give. The, for one, they make money off the preseason games, which is one. So they're not going to they're not going to consent can can have a concession on that. They're not going to say no preseason games. They're going to have a couple preseason games. Now they do understand making one of the preseason games, which is the fourth one, which I think the fans have spoken don't really go to that one because everyone knows. That's the second and third and possibly fourth stringers trying to vie for a job on the team. So you're not going to see the stars. So I I bet there was probably a, a drop in attendance and ratings watching those preseason games. So they probably thought to themselves, "We'll just make that one the first game, and you know we don't we don't drop any leverage or lose any money." But at the same time, though, if they're smart about this. The players are gonna probably look into the t v revenue deal and be like, "You know, look, if you want this extra game now, I don't know off the top of my head what what they're doing, but I know the n b a did really savvy with their collective bargaining agreement when they got almost close, I think to forty percent of the t v revenue now most players and players are probably wanted to go the opposite of way around where they got the leg up on the revenue, but if they're gonna go in this c b a and do this, if they can get some part of a deal where uh, obviously like the little things that they're looking for, but the big picture is how much money we're we gonna get out of the T V revenue. If they get a percentage that they're looking for or close to the ballpark, they're gonna play the extra game. Not to mention you're the probably the first person I've heard that either listening to some certain sports pro- podcast or just listening to sports radio in general, that who's the diehard football fan that doesn't want basically an extra regular season game that counts. Almost everyone else wants football. Football, 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 football. They they want to watch football.
1: No, I mean, I don't... Well, one, with the revenue, I was hearing numbers kind of from the... Proposed from the ownership that there is already going to be for that 17th game if it comes in. Like, regardless, the maximum game... The game check is going to be 250000 Like, that's the hard limit. It's mm-hmm. nothing over. So I think if that's going to be the hard limit, people are going to be like, Like, that's going to be not enough whether you're the, I mean, if you're the 30 to 53 where, you know, that paycheck is a matter of, you know, life and death because, you know, you're, you have a chance of being moved. That's understandable, but for the bigger guys, they're going to be like, eh. So that's going to be interesting to see those dynamics when the players meet. But yeah, like, I understand and kind of everyone wants more football. I just want these football games to not turn into kind of, we're just ragtagging out there. Just because we have to for another week. And there were a lot of teams last year that by the end of the season, even the ones that were in the playoffs, they were kind of like, eh, these last three to four games, like once you quote unquote clinch, then the games don't matter. Well, if we're going to add another game that counts onto that kind of not mattering, then it's is it going to be one more one week longer. And then how are we going to figure this out in terms of? Divisions is it going to be an earlier? Or are we going to start a week before than we usually do in the regular season? But that gets
0: into no, they're not. not no, what they're what they're, what they're what they're trying to do is, and it's been obvious. And we've talked about it on this show. The NFL's trying to be relevant all year round. So if I can extend the season, well, they'll always start after Labor Day. That is, that is, that is. I think that's been said and been known that they will, they won't start earlier and interfere with the opening weekend of college football even though they play on Sundays they just they're just not gonna do they're gonna start after Labor Day and what they want is possibly to have it where the Super Bowl falls the Sunday before President's Day now this is this is an, an interesting concept and there's a couple reasons why they want to do that well one because it runs almost into the combine You know, they probably, you know, next weekend is the Combine, right? Or is it this weekend? I think it's next weekend. No, next weekend. So, we just had President's Day. Wouldn't that be crazy if we had the Super Bowl the Sunday before President's Day? Well, you know, the week after the Super Bowl, especially if it's a legendary Super Bowl, the one we just had, and last season's with the Patriots and and Rams, still a little bit of buzz, but you know that week after the Super Bowl, going to be a buzz talking about the super bowl this is what it's going to be it's going to be all over the debate shows well guess what that next week after that initial weekend the after the 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 week after the weekend after the super bowl is the combine so you can move right into it not to mention super bowl sunday president's day a lot of people have that monday off you already know they're going to make that into a celebration and that's what they're trying to do and if you notice it pushes it back further. So then you got the combine. Then some, I think some teams start their OTAs at what, in the middle of March, end of March. See what I'm saying? Then the draft, which is in the beginning of May, late, late April, beginning of May. And the next thing you know, when you get into to June, you're going back to OTAs again. I mean, and then July is camp. And then in August, you got the preseason. And then you got the season again in September. So it keeps the NFL relevant, and that's what they're trying to do. And it, with, with relevancy becomes comes in money. And if the owners are making some type of money, obviously the trickle down effect might be a little bit slim for the players, but almost to the no extent almost everyone wins. Yeah,
1: but I mean, outside like that, that's wisely made sense, and we know the NFL wants to be year on. But outside of like. Like, thinking about those casual people that are like, football, 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 we want this extra game or we want this extra playoff team, yes, give me more. Like, how many of them are actually really caring about the combine or kind of a anything lot. between a lot. Super Bowl and draft? Like, oh. I mean, I am because I'm doing a mock draft.
0: Right. But, but the, the, the die hard, I mean, football, let's face it, football is America's pastime now. And people, you got to feed the beast. I mean, not especially with social media nowadays. You got to have a social media presence. I mean, it, it's almost to the point where you you got these twenty four hour NBA, ML, MLB, hockey, NHL, and and football networks now, and it's just crazy. It's just you have fanatics out there that want the, that need that beast field, filled, and now now, unfortunately, with the the uh, as I say now nowadays with how our attention span is so small if you don't if, if you don't really if you take a break for i would say a month you get forgotten about think about it anybody i don't care even the professional leagues or personal brand if you're not around for a whole month someone takes your spot for that attention and let's face it no one um and any pro leagues want anyone to take up that spot. So every month, if you think about it, they're gonna be you're gonna be talking about NFL football. I mean, just think about it. The, the, when the season starts in September, you got September, October, November, December, January, all the way into February. You got football. Then in March, you got the combine, right? Okay, combine's gonna get you ready all the way into. Uh, late April, May, but you have OTAs in March, right? Some teams in March, some teams in April, okay? Then early May, you got uh, the draft. Well, okay, we're talking about that in May. Then in June, oh, well, look at this. You're getting ready again for OTAs for some teams. Looking forward to the season. Then July is the late part of July is training camp. Okay, we're starting about talking about training camp. Then in August you got the preseason games. And then here we are again in September. So for every all twelve months, football is in that circulation. So you don't you don't miss a thing at all because like I said, if you miss a month of not being in the in the in the media spotlight, someone will take your spot. And they might take it and run with it. I mean, think about it. There's just, it's just other things to do now in sports, not to mention the concussion thing, too, along with football. So you're, you're losing kids with that. But back fact of the matter is, if the NFL, it can't be like the olden days where, you know, the season's over. Okay, that's it. We're, we're done talking about it. Next thing you know, something else with the, uh, an entertainment dollar is going to come in and take over. Well,
1: I mean, ESPN has a built-in like, they have NFL wide going every day year-round. So, I mean, like, at least ESPN is talking about football year-round. I mean, they're talking about the free agency moves and kind of the quarterback hair and stuff. Like, so that, like, there's going to be football no matter what. I think it's just a matter of kind of from the consumer, if they don't see it on ESPN or if they feel as though it's not being talked about, I think people, kind of some of these dire fanatics feel to realize that, yes, football is, you know, Year round, it's being talked about year round, and it may not be if you may not miss or you may not catch NFL live in the afternoons because of whatever commitments. And they just see football and base now baseball with spring training. But I mean, those are you know traditional, quote unquote, top times of the year where those are already in swing or starting up. And I think people kind of think about football as a year round sport, but if they don't see it for one reason or another, that's where some of those kind of feelings of, oh, it's not being, no, we're not talking about it, we're not seeing football and we're seeing now we need to be more invested. But I mean, if you're a football fanatic, you know where to find the football. You know CBS Sports is talking about it. You know what's playing on the NFL Network right now. You know that they're talking about Combine, Senior Bowls, all the other bowls. Like, you know those things are happening kind of, it seems only because it's, again, year-round. But I'm just saying kind of for the cat, the casual non-diehard non-football life. For for them, it may like from the Super Bowl to the draft, they may kind of follow up on their local team just to see draft needs and kind of be invested in football that way. But in terms of whether the Raiders should trade Derek Carr to the Chicago Bears, kind of those kind of conversations aren't going to be happening from the casual. Football fan, unless you're within kind of Oakland,
0: Vegas, or in Chicago, right? And yeah, that, that, that's that's totally true. Um, I mean, I to me, I don't really. If, if they want to do an extra game, they want to do an extra game. I would though negotiate, and this would be quite possible, and really see if the NFL is about the player safety. If they do. I guess in a sense cuz I I don't I don't really think they're adding an extra game. I'm just thinking that they basically they're flip-flopping a preseason game to be a a regular season game so to speak. is possibly limit Thursday night football. I really think that's what they should do. Um it, it, to me, I it's bad football. You know what I'm saying? And we've all discussed this before where Teams, the recovery time from either Sunday, I, I don't, I don't know if ever a Monday night team has ever recovered and played on a Thursday night. I believe it's just if you play on Sunday, you play on Thursday. But to me, yeah, I really think if they want to be creative, possibly, it's just it's just a suggestion. And I've liked it always in the first weekend of of the year is have Monday night doubleheaders. I've thought that it's always been a cool concept. I've always thought that. Um, uh, f- for the first week, it gets you really pumped up for the for for it, and I just think that maybe having a Monday night double header would be good. Um, or yeah, I don't know if you could do a Sunday night double because the Sunday night football, then to me, Sunday night football, and I don't know about you, but I think it's almost turning to Monday night football. I don't know if it's because of the announcers, because obviously you know Michaels is a really great announcer. And you know, I know some people don't like Booger McFarland and, and some of those guys over there at ESPN on Monday Night Football, but it, almost Sunday Night Football is taking its spot. But it would be nice to see um, if if they could do a instead of Monday Night, maybe Monday Night doubleheader and then get rid of the Thursday night game. I, If I were the players, I would try to test that out. Because, I, like I said, as a fan, and, you know, I'm not really an NFL fan, but at the same time, I like to see really good football. And especially as the season wears on, the Thursday night games could be just atrocious.
1: Yeah, there were a couple of, like, bright spots. But then you had kind of players complaining about it, kind of namely thinking about kind of the titans Jaguars games and Tom Brady's tweeting, like, what were all these penalties and it does become week football. I think kind of with the opening week in Monday Night Football, I think that's going to become kind of a tradition that, they you have your East Coast Monday Night Football game, quote-unquote, then you have your West Coast teams playing out. And I think that concept can work. And it will just the very own kind of scheduling, conflict, and then you have to think about kind of logistically, do you do a Monday night, you know, seven o'clock game on the East Coast and then, you know, ten thirty, eleven o'clock on the West Coast. And then what team do you always include? Is it gonna be the same team like every week? And then what do you how do you feel about the teams like you're in the middle? Like if you want to have a New Orleans, is that going to be kind of on like the NBA schedule where instead of it starting at seven or eight o'clock local local time, it starts at nine PM East Coast and then eight PM Central. And then that gets into the T V kind of Right, well, you just, you
0: just, like you said, an East Coast team and a West Coast team, and I think the teams that are in the middle. Let's just be, let's you know, let's just be a little logical here. If you're in the Eastern and Central Standard Time Zones, you're probably going to be the East Coast game. If you're in Mountain and West, you're going to be on the West Coast games. I mean that that's that <laughs> that that's pretty simple. You can obviously just, you know. Simplify that the central T- T- standard time is going to be an hour behind. So, obviously, if it starts at if the eastern teams, if you're on the east coast or the central standard time, you're going to be starting at seven or six. If you go and you play and you're same thing on the west coast, if you play the nine o'clock game or 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 play the 10 o'clock game or whatever you want to do here, you know, obviously, on the west coast, you're going to be. At seven, or I mean eight, or one team's going to be at seven o'clock. One team's going to be playing at eight. If you're in the Mountain Standard Time, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really see how hard that is. <laughs> that is. Um, I mean, no, I, I do know understand. some people don't like it because it's late night, and the Eastern the Eastern Time Zone teams can't see the you know the late teams because some people complain about that in the NBA on weeknights. If they have stuff on TNT, usually the Blazers play at 10 30 or something. You don't get to see the Blazers play. But I, I do think that they need to consider getting rid of Thursday night football. Maybe possibly having a Saturday night primetime game that's on the NFL network. I you know, I understand they got college football going on, but but a lot of times your big major college football games, well, I guess ABC has it now with the the, the prime time for ABC football with college football so maybe that won't work but um and then i know the traditionalists don't really want to have any type of friday night games on uh, because of high school football which you know that's that's totally understandable um but i i really do think they need to consider possibly getting rid of the uh, thursday night games uh, I, to me as going liking sports and being a casual fan i just don't like to watch it it's it's bad football
1: yeah and I can understand that I'm you're not the only one that's expressed I think my only concern kind of thinking logistically about the Monday night crew is that if it's going to be kind of the ESPN venture then is it going to be similar to kind of how we have those late night Monday night games and then everything in ESPN is backlogged if we do the kind of back-to-back because you know, we know TV people kind of don't like change. And we well, need to no, the TV them. the
0: TV people want to bang for their dollar. Think about it. We're we over here paying this, all this money for a, a TV contract to give to your lead. You got to give us product. That's what we want. We want We want product. If you ain't giving us no product, then we can't, we can't do nothing with you. It, it's that simple. <laughs> it it's it's that simple. If you if you don't give us no product, we can't do nothing with you, especially with the the, the revenue, with as much money as t T V t uh T V uh companies are splurging because yeah, ESPN might have it right now. Uh in, you know, for for instance, you know, NBC might have Sunday night football. They might pony up and say, you know what, we want to get back in the Sunday afternoon game. So here's a TV contract to the AFC or the N F L that we get exclusive rights on a certain conference. That's what we're doing. We're going to try to outbid Fox and CBS. You never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is obviously kind of in this error. And kind of with Amazon, I know Amazon exactly. and the Amazon Network do the mm-hmm. prime. Like, their collaboration for the Thursday night football game. But I'm sure if they wanted to move that game or something like, hey, Monday night, it's doable. It's just kind of. I, I, I it's can see all in a, logistical contract
0: right but I can see in a few years Amazon trying to pony up some cash and trying to make something big and change you know I mean think about it Fox Sports did it for years NBC and CBS had NFL and then Fox came in and said you know what we're going to take this over that was over actually it was over 25 years ago and Fox has had the NFL ever since so and, and, CB, and actually CBS you know, you know lost it for a minute and then they took back over and took it away from NBC. And then NBC just, you know, said we're going to just do Olympic sports and NBA. And then once they lost to the NBA, it was kind of like, you know, we need to find a way to try to get some uh, one of the major sports teams. And they ended up trying to get football. So, like I said, you, you never know. In a few years, the landscape can all change. But if they're going to, to pony up all this money into this, now that's the only thing I would think is that the reason why they're not going to get rid of Thursday Night Football is because because of the TV deals. So, you know, that that will happen. Um, but as long as we're paying this money, we want product. And we need we need to fill. And the thing is, in television, as you know and I know, they want to fill black. So we don't care what kind of programming you do, mini documentary series, this, this, and that. You're going to fill us with some programming.
1: Yeah, and kind of thinking about kind of just all of this, whether they should do more games or if they are want to kind of... Well, the first of all, the players have to agree to this in the bargaining, and that's going to be kind of just a discussion. If they, you know, some weird, strange reason that they do accept this new TVA kind of as is. It'll be interesting to see kind of that 17th week if they use that or if they do that similar to kind of this March Madness field kind of in December kind of race to the playoffs like they do in college football where they have the marquee match of teams in the hunt, if they kind of highly profile them in the playoff hunt like they sometimes do now. I think CBA was good with making sure that people are aware of kind of live playoff standing. Yeah, it would be a good marketing And just kind of see how the TV deals are reflected and are impacted by this new CBA.
0: Yeah, that is true. Any other thoughts, David, as we close up with this segment?
1: Yeah, just it would be interesting to see how many of the quote unquote big stars, the big money makers, agree to the CBA and how it impacts them. And then not only that, kind of how it affects roster development and kind of players. And if you're going to have another game, doesn't make sense to expand the rosters. There's been some conversation about that. Like football is definitely going to be impacted in a variety of ways by this new CBA. Granted, wow. for better or for worse, we don't know, but.
0: Why would you expand the rosters?
1: because if you're, if there're going to be more players taking that physicality and that brutality, what
0: physicality? We just, We just mentioned early on with this that it, it's not really an extra game. You're just getting rid of the pre, the fourth preseason game is now going to be your real game, and by that point, usually by the, by the first game, you're already cutting people already. You're getting down to your 53 man roster. I mean, what extra physicality are they taking? Plus you get an extra 2 week bye. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it's 18 week, it's an 18 week schedule with 17 games. And think about it, what's his face play What it? The receiver from the Niners played 17 games. I mean, uh, you you really not playing an extra game. You're just getting an extra game that counts. Yeah, you, but you,
1: I mean, even in that game that counts. If something freak accident happens, the,
0: that just the- well, the, well, you're getting paid because once you get in that extra game, you're pretty much getting your money if you play in the game. I don't, I don't think in the preseason you're getting any type of guarantees. But think about it. The only, the only way you're getting an extra game is if you get all the way to the Super Bowl. The two teams that get to the Super Bowl, are the only ones that really get an extra game. But then again, the teams that get to the playoffs already get an extra game. You see what I'm saying? You're not technically getting an extra game.
1: Yeah, but I mean, um, like you said, kind of with the with the game counting now, that's you know, you know in, in NFL, as right? so the contact uh, kind
0: of. Yeah, but a lot of but so about it, a lot there. of players have even said, "I just want to get out and play football. What's the point of even doing these preseason games? Because think about it, the, the thing that's 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 crappy about preseason is that you don't want to get hurt in preseason." Because you already know, you get hurt in preseason, it's almost like, man, I got hurt for playing in this nothingless game that means nothing. Now that you turn one of the preseason games into an actual game, if you get hurt, at least you're getting hurt that's in a meaningful game. Just like the reason why the Pro Bowl is is down to rubbish. Because to them, the game doesn't mean anything to them. So I'm not going to get hurt and jeopardize millions of dollars for an exhibition. But now you're playing in the real deal game. No more exhibitions. So the, the likelihood of getting hurt just
1: you know, still, I guess not increased, but kind of well, first of all, between.
0: with all sports, if you're playing not to get hurt, you're gonna get hurt. I mean, let's face it. We, we, we I hate people blaming. Like, I don't want to get hurt. Well, for one, you can go out and 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 you know game Pre-game, get hurt, miss a step. You can go to the restaurant, miss a step, get hurt. But a lot of times when people play not to get hurt, they get hurt. Just go out there, play, and go your hardest, and and you'll be fine. But if you go out there and try to do stuff, you know, half-hearted because you don't want to fear the end of fearing injury, And, you know, you're going to get hurt. So that's what I'm saying. That's the reason why the the preseason is just so stupid because everyone knows that you're going to go out there, you're going to run a few dummy plays, uh, and that's it. And then think about it. A lot of these teams, you know, they talk about not getting hurt. They're already doing controlled scrimmages. They do the preseason games, plus they bring in other, you know, they might do a three-team scrimmage. Yeah. That's why some players some players might say, you know what, what's the now the preseason obviously they're not the owners aren't gonna really get rid of that because they wanna make that money. Now some some of them are saying, Why don't we just do two preseason games and then a controlled scrimmage and then get into it? I mean you can see the players in phone for that too, but it'll it'll be interesting, David.
1: Yeah, and this kind of this is definitely not the end of it, especially if uh players are like well, regardless of what the players say, there's gonna be definitely more discussion about CBA and moving forward and what this game will actually look like and what the players and the owners want to see.
0: Yeah, that is true. Well, anyway, David, we got we're to get on out of here with this. Coming up next, um, we talked a lot about the, N- the NFL CBA. Um, trying to... Sorry about that. Just lost a train of thought. Uh, also, we're looking at your top three picks. In your mock draft
1: 1.0? Yep, B. Since we talked a little bit about PPA, I see the kind of people that are going to be drafted into this league and possibly will be exposed to what they see in those preseason games in August.
0: Mm, that'll be juicy. You're listening to 88.3 WTS After further review, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to us on both those channels, and then it always give you a notification when we upload podcasts just like this. And then we're always on Saturdays. After one of the best shows here on 88.3 WHT's, Tim and Vicky's Theme Park. They air from 9 to 11. We come on at 11 to 1. But right now, we'll take a quick commercial break and get into David the Man of God Harris's Mock Draft 1.0 next here on 88.3 WHT's. After further review, we'll be back after this.